Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now, the meetings continue between the Wet'suwet'en hereditary chiefs and the federal and the British Columbia government ministers in Mission British Columbia. And this whole country is waiting for some kind of resolution, some kind of agreement, something that will allow the country to get back on its feet as we're supposed to be on our feet and conducting commerce. Sarah McDonald is Global News BC reporter. She's at Smithers. She joins us on the Chorus Radio Network. Sarah, thank you very much for the time. Who's negotiating? Thank you for having me on. Uh, who's negotiating? There are a select group of Indigenous leaders with the Wet'suwet'en Nation, uh, as you mentioned, here in Smithers, B.C., which is in northern uh, B.C. For our listeners that might not know the geography of this province, it's a quite remote area. Um, it's about a 90-minute flight uh, outside of Vancouver. Um, we are at this hotel right now where these talks are underway. They're in their third day. We are being told they are productive at this point, but, you know, a lot of difficult dialogue going on in these talks, uh, a lot of a lot of history to unpack. We are we know there's a, a select group of hereditary leaders of Wet'suwet'en Nation who have been opposed to this coastal gas link pipeline project that's kind of been the impetus for all of these protests and blockades that we've seen across the country uh, in recent weeks. We know their lawyers are at the table. We know uh, representatives of the federal and provincial governments are at the table. Carolyn Bennett, representing the feds, uh, is sitting in on these meetings, along with Scott Fraser, who's representing Indigenous Affairs for the province of British Columbia, uh, also sitting in on these meetings. And we talked to them this morning. They told us much the same as they said the past few days. Uh, you know, these, these talks are going well. We're talking late into the night, but we've got a lot to hammer out here. And they've also said, in terms of a resolution, which people seem to think coming into this meeting, we're going to find a resolution. But it, it, they have said uh, it's, just, it's not realistic to think that a resolution is going to be hammered out in just a few days of talking, but they're saying we're hopeful that this represents a positive step forward and opening up the channels of dialogue between the Wet'suwet'en uh, hereditary chiefs and the federal and provincial governments. And that's kind of a, a, a channel of communication that hasn't been opened uh, in the past few years, and at least, you know, as we have seen these blockades and, and this opposition to this project uh, in recent weeks and months. And we know here in Wet'suwet'en territory, these uh, protests have been going on for, for much longer uh, than this recent news cycle uh, that we've seen the focus of the nation sort of be on this little pocket of land uh, here in northern BC. It's actually obviously goes back years. There were arrests here uh, over a year ago, and as we know, there were arrests here uh, just a few weeks ago as well. So a very complex case, a lot to unpack mm-hmm. here, for sure. Sarah, I take it the band councils are not represented. Yeah, so I mean, and that's the tricky part, too. Uh, in this story, the band councils, the elected band councils, 20 of them across northern BC, uh, along the route of this pipeline, which is a natural gas pipeline. Uh, it's a multi-billion dollar project, a lot at stake here as well uh, mm-hmm. for Coastal Gas Link and, and the people who have signed contracts uh, for this project, which has been in the works you know, for years at this point. Um, these elected band councils, and five of them fall under Wet'suwet'en Nation, um, have voted in favor of this project, and they're saying we're representing our people that voted for us, and we want this project. We want we want the prosperity, we want the jobs that that could come from it. We want, you know, all of the economic prosperity that this project promises a lot of these First Nation communities in Northern BC that are really keen to see this pipeline, you know, come through, and they, they want to see shovels in the ground, they want to see work continue, and a lot of the Wet'suwet'en people that we have spoken with uh, who are in favor of this project say, we, we just want to get back to work. You know, there's been months right. of 
kind of uncertainty and brief work stoppages. Right now, uh, work has been halted um, in this region, at least, on that section um, of the Coastal Gas Link Project in Wet'suwet'en Territory as these talks uh, continue. Sarah, it's been an act of goodwill. Do we, do we have any sense what the federal government is actually offering in these negotiations? Do we have a, a sense of whether they're sticking by the, uh, the agreements and saying, look, this was, uh, this was all environmentally uh, properly uh, thought out and all the processes were, were taken care of and, and uh, the, the, the band council signed on and, and, and we're insisting that, that this project move forward, but we're willing to negotiate some other points with you. Is the federal government taking a stance on anything? Do we know that? Well, we know this is, it's really all about concessions, these talks. And we've been trying to ask for the past few days, the feds and the province, what concessions are you willing to make here? Because we have heard Justin Trudeau, we've heard BC Premier John Horgan come out unequivocally saying this project's going to go forward. It's mm-hmm. gone through all the checks and balances. They've jumped through all the hoops that we recognize under Canadian law. Uh, and in our view, you know, it, according to Horgan and Trudeau, they're saying there's no question this is going to go forward. But of right. course, the argument from the Wet'suwet'en hereditary chief says, well, you are recognizing these band councils under the Canadian law, which is a legacy of colonialism. And they're saying our Wet'suwet'en law, you know, predates that by millennia. So it, it really, it's a larger case as well of how does Canadian law recognize Indigenous law, and might we see some sort of resolution here in terms of going forward when it comes to projects like these? Um, and we've asked uh, Carolyn Bennett, um, representing the federal government, what, concis- what concessions are the feds willing to make? What concessions are the, is the province willing to make? Um, and we, we asked them that this morning. We told them we have heard that, you know, the topic of rights and title is really at the forefront of these discussions that have been going on for the past few days. We've heard that from the Wet'suwet'en hereditary chiefs that have kind of mentioned that to us as they're coming in and out of the meetings. Okay. Um, Scott Fraser with the BC provincial government telling us, he, he said, I'm not going to bite at that question. I don't want to say anything publicly at this point uh, beyond the fact that these talks are productive. Um, and that's, that's a really key word that we've been hearing from all these officials. They're saying uh, they are productive, they're substantial, they're substantive. Um, and that's what we're hearing from the Wet'suwet'en hereditary chief spokespeople as well. They're saying, yeah, you know, we feel good at this point about the progress that is being made. The question is, you know, what sort of resolution, if any, will come from these talks? Mm -hmm. And we also aren't getting a a firm timeline on how long the ministers plan to stay here. They've told us they plan to stay here as long as it takes. Carolyn Bennett's team telling us yesterday she'll be here on the ground as long as it takes. We know that she's booked uh, on multiple flights out of Smithers, B.C., back to Ottawa in the days to come. I guess it's a question of, you know, what flight will she be on and what will it look like when she exits Smithers, B.C.? Uh, What sort of resolution and what sort of signed agreement, if anything, uh, will she be leaving with? Okay, Sarah, thank you so much. Great report, uh, bringing us up to date on what's going on in Smithers. Thank you. Great talking to you. Thank you for having me on. Sarah McDonald, Global News reporter in Smithers, British Columbia, where the talks continue between the Wet'suwet'en Heritage, um, Hereditary Chiefs and uh, the Federal and Provincial Government of uh, British Columbia. Um, We will continue discussing this situation, no doubt. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. 
We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.